job is is changing culture, equipping you and, and getting us to see things the way God would want us to see them. And I'm not saying I'm by no means saying I am uh, God or I'm just the jumper cable. Okay, I'm just trying to stay connected and give you what he's charging me with. And then hopefully we can all get a charge off that and and go to where we need to go and do what we need to do. Uh, This message is actually one I preached on our first Wednesday and the Lord wanted me to preach it again. And uh, so I'm I'm here today to talk to you a little bit about clarity, about that 2016 could be your banner year. I'm going to say that one more time. 2016 could be your banner year. And I need you to help me. I need you to get excited with me. I need you to just say, you know what, I need to hear this. And so this morning, I'd, hopefully, now I had a blazer on, but I was, I was too hot in the blazer. So uh, I don't know if anybody else is hot, but if I turn on the air, then everybody gets cold. So I just, I just took off my blazer. So I, I hope you know I, I did dress a little nicer. And she did dress, you know, here, wear this. And then I said, I don't want to wear that in this service. I'm too hot. So that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But just thought I'd throw that out there. You ever been sometime where you just like, oh, something's wrong, I'm forgetting something. It just doesn't seem right. Something's off. I mean, it's just not, I mean, even, you know, like in, in and if we're going to get everything that God has for us, don't we have to really stay aligned with the source? I mean, sometimes, you know, if you want to stay in, under the umbrella and not get wet, you got to stay under the umbrella. You got to stay under the thing that's giving you the protection or under the thing that's giving you the cover. So there's sometimes in life we just feel like, mm, I just, I don't know, man, God, I'm out of sync. One of my cylinders isn't popping on everything it needs to. Maybe there's just something that's bugging you. It's the blueprint inside you. You know there's more. You're not supposed to just exist. I'm telling you, my friends, I'm sick of survival. You know what survival does? Survival is just, once you get fed, hey, hey, great, we got lunch today. You're not even worried about dinner because you're just worried about now. I just need to get now in. I'm hungry now. I'll worry about supper when it gets there, and I get that to some point. But wouldn't it be nice if we could say literally... I'm not worried about now. I'm not worried about then because God's got my now and he's got my then. He's got my behind. He's got my front. Boy, that didn't sound right, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, we're going to have some fun today. But something's bugging you. Uh, You know, maybe you're saying, you know what? I've tried and tried. I've lost about 17,000 pounds in my life just to find them one more time. Or your finances, uh, your finances are just, you know, I'm, I'm this old. I should be this far from now. I should have a retirement account that's built up to this. I should have assets. I should have all of this stuff, investments and all that. I don't, Charles Schwab doesn't even know my name. Chuck doesn't even know who I am. Maybe you just have relationship problems. Maybe it's just, you know what, my family seems broken or I'm just, I'm not happy. And so it's just been hard for me to really engage with those in my family. Whatever the reason, something inside is just not lining up. Sometimes when we get way off or we just feel like we just can't get it in sync. It's like having that puzzle piece. You ever have a, a puzzle and isn't it so great you got to have that lid? you got a jigsaw puzzle, you need that lid because that's the picture of what you're putting together. If you don't have that lid... <laughs> it gets real creative. Well, that looks like it goes there. Squirrels are in the attic again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not what always you feel like. It's just, I don't have anything to go on. I need that picture. I need that framework. Something's got to change. We get depressed, so we get just kind of, we draw ourselves in. Instead of looking out and, and letting other people help us or to bring us up, we, 
we kind of pull back and isolate ourselves. If 2016 is going to be a great year for you, you have to believe it too. It can't just be what I declare. It has to be something you declare because I don't live with you. You live with you. I got people saying, well, God, uh, pastor, if God wants me, you know, if he wants me blessed, then how come this isn't happening? Or he wants me healed. How come this isn't happening? Listen, I'm not with you 24 seven. I do not know what you declare out of your mouth. I do not know how you live. I do not. Does that make sense? We, you know, it's not just how we live during this hour on Sunday. I mean, this is important, yes. What we receive, yes. But what we do with it. I need some help today. Are we going to get what we need from God? We didn't come here just to go back home the same way. I'm tired of just surviving. I'm tired. I'm t- I want to thrive. I don't want to survive. I want to thrive. I'm going to tell you why I can qual- I'm qualified to talk about this. Kim and I got married be 31 years ago in June. She is prettier now than she was when I married her. And I don't know how that's possible. But we, we decided when we got married, we'd just live on love. We, we love each other a lot. But love doesn't seem to pay the electric company or the gas bill or the groceries. And it just doesn't pay very well. So it wasn't too long and we went bankrupt. You know, yeah, I'm just saying. So I, I know what it's like to not have money. I know what it's like to be totally depressed. I know what it's like to be totally embarrassed. How do you like to go and tell, hey, I'm going to marry your daughter, take her from their house, go bankrupt. That's real impressive, isn't it? It's not very good. It's not a good start. Then our first child was a boy and he was a stillborn. That didn't really help things either. But I'm going to believe that God, with what we tell you today, he's going to put his super on your natural. And he's going to make something happen. But those things that happened to us, it could throw anybody in depression. It could, you know, we've been on welfare and on state help. And uh, so, you know, she married me and fell into paradise for sure. Sometimes you feel so low that, like I said, you just get isolated. And that's the enemy. The enemy wants to isolate you. He wants to get you away. If you ever watch, I grew up watching Marlon Perkins in Wild Kingdom. Can I get a witness? And there was that real guy that did everything that Marlon wouldn't do, Jim. How many remember Jim? While Jim goes downriver to fight the cobra, I stay here. You know, I'm just like, dear Marlon didn't do anything. He's just this white-haired man that probably was brothers of Jacques Cousteau or something. And, and Jim is down there fighting this cobra. Watch out, Jim. If he bites you, you'll die for sure. <laughs> just like, ah. But sometimes you just, and the enemy in, in, the, in the animal kingdom, if you, you know, he preyed on the old, the feeble, those that were hurt, or the young. He wanted to isolate them. The lions would get some little baby that was off or find a pregnant mother that couldn't run or an old person that couldn't keep up, an old lioness or whatever. They would do that. How many know what I'm talking about? I can't say lioness, I guess wildebeest. Those poor wildebeest, they got all the time that got ate up, you know. What I'm saying is the enemy still today, he wants to isolate you, but my friend, God wants to insulate you. He wants to go inside and say, you don't have to take that. You can be stronger than, because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Can I get an amen to that? Okay, you see, other people, they'll, they'll, they'll draw themselves in. They'll turn to food. They'll eat. 
They'll, uh, others will drink. Some will do drugs. But the enemy, he's just nasty. He's just rotten. He doesn't care. He just wants to get you off your blueprint. But you're going to hear this today. Here's our first point. The only one that can change your life is you. The only one that can change your life is you. I'm just telling you, you know, for me, for my history, <laughs> the heaviest I ever got before a bodybuilding contest was 217. I would love to weigh 217 right now. That would be great. I got a leg that weighs 217. You know what I'm saying to you? Not really, but I'm just saying. And I, you know, and I, in about eight or nine weeks or so before a contest, I weighed 217, and by the contest time, I weighed 168 to 171. I lost some massive weight in a short period of time, and I was wiped out. So, you know, so to me, just trying to get some things like, you know, God, I want to get back, not to do that again, because that was craziness, but just to get back in shape. And the Lord's told me to get back in shape, and so I'm working on that. So I did some things that will help me. I just cut down on drinking pop. Okay, I believe if Jesus was here and we were picking poppy, probably drink Mountain Dew or Diet Dew. Yeah, see, uh, you know, but I just quit. I quit drinking pop and I started drinking a lot. When we go anywhere, sometimes people are like, oh, you're just getting water. I drink water all the time. Anybody else do that? A lot cheaper, too, isn't it? You know, sometimes they want three bucks for a, a, a pop and you're, you know, Maddie would be like, I like a pop. And, you, you know, pay for one and she drinks like this much of it. Oh, no. Just get water, put some lemon in it, and put some Splenda in. Hillbilly lemonade, you'll be happy. Anyway, so I start drinking half my body weight in ounces of water. Now, I know some of you are calculating, oh, dear Lord. I'm telling you what, it's really cool because I created my own uh, exercise program because now i got to go to the bathroom every 10 minutes. So, I mean, but just those things alone, just some of the things. Lord, the only one that can change my life is you. Yes, him, but I mean me, you. If you're going to change your life, you're the one. You've got to make up your mind. You've got to decide, Lord, I'm sick of this being this way. I'm, you know, I'm exercising more, and my blueprint now is beginning to line up with my destiny. When you start lining up, then things start clicking. You can hear that cylinder. Things are starting to move. Things are starting to happen, and you start saying, yes, I like this. This is going. When your insides start changing, your outsides follow suit. When you start changing on the inside, you naturally things start changing on the outside. When I met Kim, I had six-pack abs. I still have them. They're just covered up. They're cold, okay? You know, but seriously, when, I was, when we were first seeing each other and then we, or I, we got married, you know, being single to all of a sudden changing, now being married, it changes your whole mindset. At first, you don't. How many know what I'm talking about if you went from high school and you went to college? It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. Okay. Come on, help me out today. When I'm saying I went to college and high school, man, you're like... Are you drinking? Are, are you drinking? Are you eating gum? Now I'm talking college. <laughs> you chewing gum? Swallowed it. You go to college, they don't even care if you're chewing gum. I'm like, oh. I'm, some of you are like, oh boy, you have been sheltered. They didn't even care if you showed up. Because it's college. There's people in college, hey, we don't need to go to class, Gleese. Let's play pool right here. Oh, no, but I, I need to go. Oh, come on. Okay. Hey, we don't need to go there. Let's go to McDonald's. Well, we got class at 10 o'clock. Nah, let's not go to class today. We'll go tomorrow. Okay. 
My first semester of college at Ohio State, they don't give F's for failure. You know, they give E's. I don't know what the E stands for, but I got two of them. Two of them and a B and a letter saying, are you sure you want to go to college? I wasn't doing anything wrong. I just wasn't going to class. <laughs> Priorities change. You got to start saying, okay, what is your goal? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you going in the direction you're going? Here's our second point for this morning. If you change the way you think, you can change the way you live. If you change the way you think, you can change the way you live. That law of attraction, it becomes real because the things that you, you think about, what you focus on, what you're meditating on, they, that's where you go. It tends to start manifesting in your life. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Brett, I can't meditate. If you can worry, you can meditate. If you can worry about your kids, if you can worry about your job, you can worry about your bills, you can, you know how to meditate because that's what worry is. It's just in a negative form. What if you turned that and made it into a positive form? What if you just started declaring, you know what, God, I thank you that you're in charge of my finance. I thank you, God, that I put my hand to doing whatever you've called me to do. My kids are under you. God, my job, it's going to be a job. I'll do everything you've called me to do. I will be successful in everything I put my hand to. What if we started changing the way we thought and what we spoke? The problem in life is we roam too much. How many have a cell phone bill? How many have a smartphone? How many have a dumb phone? I mean, I have just the old flip phone. Yeah, see, so those aren't so bad. You know, sometimes, you know, well, I have to have one so I can text. How many are tired of texting? And you start asking, if you're like me, I'm starting to say, do I really want a smartphone? <sighs> because you know what happens, and then you have all these different companies fighting for Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, you know, Whatever the other ones are. There's all these kinds. They're all, everybody's fighting for your time and giving you a better deal. We'll cut it in half. We'll do, you know, just do that. I went into Verizon the other day just to pay a cell phone bill and just was looking at a phone and I said, well, how much is Well, you can only buy this or you can lease this. How much is this phone? Well, this phone's $800. I'll be going now. My first car didn't cost $800. I'm just saying. And people, we all think we have to have the latest, the greatest. Oh, this phone, you can talk to your watch and it'll start your car and bring it around. <laughs> we got to have that. You know what? In about three months, you know, uh-uh, you'll have some trained squirrel that'll bring your car around. I don't know. There's so many things that are happening. But we roam. Deuteronomy 2.3 says you've skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward. Somebody, have you ever heard what's your true north? There's something that God's called you to do. That's your point. That's your blueprint. He wants you to do it. Nobody else can do it like you. What's your true north? What's your passion? What are you fired up about? What really gets your goat? You're like, God, I got to get, I got to do this. You know, stuff that just, I mean, I, I'm a guy for sure. I, Kim can tell you, I have, I have killed, I think, what, maybe three cell phones from playing volleyball at church picnics. True. Because you all have to keep score. If you keep score, I have to play. If you don't care, I don't care. Then who cares? Woohoo! Let's play. 
I don't care. But if you're keeping score, let's go. That's just part of me. And she's like, the last time I crushed a cell phone for diving for a ball, she's like, just give it to me. What I'm saying is, you know, we, we, there, you ever got a phone bill then because you didn't even pay attention and then you got all these roaming charges? In life, roaming charges apply. That's what we do as Christians. We just, well, we're, I'm going to go here. I don't, I want to apply this part of God's word, but I don't want to apply that part. You see, and that's the problem because we roam over here and we like this part. Well, the Bible says we can resist the devil and he'll flee. That's exactly right. But it says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil and he'll flee. We cannot just say this part doesn't work for me, but this part does. We roam. Roaming charges do apply. This year, I want to do something. And I want you to help. I want you to do it, too. Maybe you said, I used to do that. I don't do it anymore. But that's what they're kind of doing in this Imagine Big class. They're writing stuff down. That would be the first thing. Have some goals. Write some things down. I mean, if you shoot for nothing, for sure you'll hit it. So, you know, if you want something different, you've got to start doing something different. Here's number three. To get a radical change, you've got to make a radical movement forward. I don't know about you, but I need some radical movement, man. Because you know what? Aren't you sick of, when can you pay that? If you, we have been there. I mean, you don't go bankrupt without knowing what you're talking about, about how not to do things. And you start paying whoever screams the loudest, do you not? Whoever you can smooth talk to get by another month to just appease, and then you've got to do the one that you can't appease. See, nobody wants to raise their hand on that one. I ain't raising my hand on that one. I'm just saying, you know what I'm telling you is true. But aren't you, we've got to say this. If we want to change, we've got to do something different. If the horse is dead, it's time to dismount and get another ride. It's time to say, this isn't going, this, this dog doesn't hunt. If we can't keep looking for stuff, it doesn't work. Let's find something that works and let's do that. I'm telling you the kingdom of God works. Every time, all the time, never in deficit. Let's do that. We want a radical change. We've got to make a radical movement forward. Wish I had a good life. Wish I had a clean house. Wish I had my car paid off. Wish I could lose weight. Wish I could look better. I mean, we could wish and wish and wish. This is not Disneyland, and I'm not Walt Disney. Wishing is fine, but you've got to put something behind your wish. It's time we started having a backbone and not just a wishbone. And I'm preaching to myself. I'm not just talking to you. I have... Uh, <laughs> You know, since bodybuilding seemed like, you know, but I'm telling you what, for years I have went up and down in weight, up and down in weight. Of course, what I do, everybody wants, you know, come on, we want to bless you here, eat this pot pie, here's some this and here's some of that. Well, I can't offend them. <laughs> oh, I heard one time a preacher named his wastebasket and spot, so... He had somebody in his congregation couldn't cook to save them lives. They kept bringing him stuff, and they'd say, how'd you like it? He said, boy, it hit the spot. (laughs) But let me tell you, you need a plan. You need to write it down. You need to make a plan. What do you want for yourself in 2016? God's eternal blueprint, and when your life conditions don't match, 
it starts messing with you. You start feeling something's off. I'm just not, I don't know, I'm out of sync. I just, I'm not happy. You don't have that peace. The Bible says in Romans, we'll be led by peace. That's that blueprint. That's how you know. If you don't have a peace, well, I just don't feel good about it. Then don't go forward. You have to have a peace. Because if you don't, you'll continue to roam. And roaming charges do apply. Here's number four. Without vision, the people perish. Pastor, you're always talking about vision. I'm always talking about vision on purpose because you need vision in your life. The Bible says without vision, the people perish. And without vision, you'll go to another parish. I want to keep you here. So we need vision. I need to be able to tell you, you can do better than what you're doing. God has bigger plans than what you've seen. Now I'm speaking to myself as well. Habakkuk 2.2, 2, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. What do you want? Put it in front of you. Put a picture on your refrigerator. Every time you open the fridge, tap that picture and say, thank you, God, I'm one day closer. You see, but the problem is when we put a picture of something or an it or an image or an item because it's been abused in the past or man has taken it and abused it, then we're like, we can't do that. But the Bible says, the Bible says that God will supply all the things the world is after. God says, you don't have to worry about that. Seek me first. And all of these things, and you know what the things are? The things the world was after. They'll find you. So if you have a plan, if you're like, Lord, I, you know, what, what do you need it for? Now, you don't need gold plumbing and 17 Corvettes just to say, look, that's how stuff's been abused. I'm talking about what's your vision? What's your plan? What are you standing on? If I was to argue with you, why do you want this? What for? Can you give me scripture to tell me why? Oh, that's good. Because we're just not name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. But we're starting saying, God, I want to know. I want to know what is inside you. How can I further your kingdom? What can I do that you've called me to do? How can I fit in part of that? You put it in front of you. I've told stories and all kinds of stories of just in my life and things that God has brought to pass, things that have showed up at my door because I've sown and I've believed and and they were just what I asked for, whether it was in deer hunting or whether it was in items. I've told you a story of a a family that was believing for a a Honda Odyssey and they sowed and they believed as the family put the picture on the refrigerator. Somebody turned into the church. This is Pastor Gary's church, so I know this to be true. I know Pastor Gary and I know the people that got the Honda Odyssey. I know them personally. And so what they did is they believed God. They had a specific color, and this is what they wanted. And, and several weeks later or so, somebody called the church and said, we want to donate a vehicle to the church. We don't know who would need it, but we want to just donate it. You can give it to whoever you want. Pastor Gary said, can I ask you what the vehicle is? And they said, well, it's a Honda Odyssey. Why? And he said, of course it is. Can I ask you what color? It was, of course, the color they wanted. He said, of course. So he just called the people up and said, hey, how you doing? And, and the lady answered and said, I'm one day closer. To God answering my prayer for Honda Odyssey, he said, today's your day, come and pick it up. You go, Brett, how did that happen? I'm going to show you in the kingdom. Now, we don't have all that time today, but I'm telling you, that's what's coming up. Not to get things, but to further the kingdom. God doesn't care that you have nice things. He wants to bless you with nice things. He just doesn't want nice things to have you. Brett, I don't even know how God's going to do that. You don't have to know how he's going to do it. Your job is just to believe and obey. That's it. I don't know who he's going to talk. I don't have to have a mailbox mentality. I don't have to wait for Ed McMahon to show up at my door. I don't have to wait for publishers clearing. I don't have to wait on it. I just have to, God, what do you want me to do? His job 
is to do the other. If I get my blueprint out there and I put it in front of me subliminally, I start following that because it's part of my blueprint because it starts lining up. Things just start happening. And so I start doing things. You know, now this is what I'm thinking now. I haven't had enough of water today like I've normally drank. And I'm starting to think, man, I need to get me some water. That isn't a hint for anybody to get me water. So I'm just saying. But all I'm saying is that I'm just saying, you know why? Because inside I'm already starting to line up with things because I'm on the trail. I'm on the path. I'm on the on the journey to get my blueprint to line up so that when I line up. Fulfillment. Provision. Things begin to start happening. Why? Because I'm lining up with what he's called me to do. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know now and this. Listen, this is New King James. For I know the thoughts. Remember what we talked about. Your thinking will guide. But well, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. One version will say plans. Isn't that amazing? Here's number five. You have to start declaring your dream. We talked just uh, last week. I have power with God and favor with man. Do you believe that? So you've got to start declaring that. Father, I have power with you. I have favor with man. Proverbs 3, 4 says, And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Let me just say a couple things. If you don't have vision in front of you, you don't know where to go. You don't know where to go. Let me just say that. If you have a smartphone and you probably have maps or Google GPS or whatever on there, you can push in whatever. Don't you love Siri who doesn't hear half of what you say? And we'll argue with you. I mean, who designed that? I'm going to argue with you. And then, you know, my son's got little things. You can ask Siri what, what's zero times zero or something like that. And she starts telling me about cookies and not being able to give cookies to my friends. Like, what's that about? But anyway, GPS, you can tell wherever. And then, and how many have ever had Google or whatever? They didn't take you the smartest route. They didn't even take you the quickest route. Matter of fact, I don't even think they even knew where they were going. In the old days, when me and, and Betsy Ross here were traveling, we used what they called an atlas. How many have ever had that? Big old map you put in your car. Kim was my navigator. Where we go? Well, it looks like it about this far. You're going to turn right on 294. Okay. So, I mean, I, I understand that. But if you don't have vision, you don't even know where you're going. You don't have a map. You're just hanging out. You're just going with the flow. And then you wonder how you got here. Anybody ever been in the ocean and drift? Didn't even know you left clear where your stuff was on the beach? And the ocean just took you clear here and you didn't even realize it? That's what happens. Roaming charges do apply. You don't have a vision. You don't have it mapped out. You're just going to go wherever everybody else goes. Half the world does that. Maybe more than that. Here's number two. I mean, just if you don't have a vision, you don't know where you're going. Here's number, just another point. It's not, you know, not major, but if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to know when you get there? When, when you show up, how do you know when you arrived at anything? How do you know when you accomplish anything if you never have anything set in front of you? You know, I've had some people say, well, I don't like that because, you know, if I don't put anything in front of me, then I can't fail. You're already failing. I mean, if you were Wheezy Jefferson, you ain't moving up to the east side there. You're already missing out. 
If we just wait and we spend our life going, if I don't do anything, then I don't have to be accountable for anything. That's moronic because you're still accountable for not doing what your blueprint says. Well, Brad, I've tried that before and it didn't work. It will work. You just have to stay consistent. You've got to get yourself around people that will inspire you. Get yourself around people that will build you up, that, will, that you can call in the midnight hour and say, hey, will you pray for me? Yes, I'll pray for you. Hey, can I get a cup of coffee? Come on, coffee pot's on, or I'll meet you at, a, at Denny's or, or whatever. You need somebody that will encourage you. You need somebody that you can encourage, that you can believe in. You need a good coach in your life. I'm telling you, if you don't have somebody like that to sharpen and keep you up, you don't do as well. Now, you know, being a, a fitness trainer in years past, I, I've been a personal trainer. I've had people pay me for just, you know, this is what they want to do. I want to build muscle. Okay, I can help you with that. I want to lose weight. I can help you with that. Can't you tell? <laughs> that was a joke. All right. And sometimes I've only trained people for one day or one week, and that's it. Some of them got, I'm, I'm sore. I don't like this. This is pain. It's change. And if you want to get where you haven't been, you're going to have to do something you haven't done. So we're going to have to change that. You know, and just flat out, and I've been guilty of it as well, I've just been lazy. Or they just got lazy. If I don't have you, I don't have to do that. Then I don't have to be accountable, and you don't have to get in my face and tell me, one more! You don't have to tell me that. So we just get lazy, because life is just easier when it's lazy. It's not friction that way. And we just, things just happen so slowly, we don't really notice. I mean, can I get a witness for that? If you've been like me and, and, and put on weight, I don't remember how I put it on. Well, I mean, a lot of good food. But probably, you know, I mean, it just happened so, it seemed like, you know. But I'm believing that you can achieve your dreams. I'm going to quit letting the enemy talk to me, talk me in or out of what God has talked me into. How about you? Quit letting the enemy talk you out of what God has talked you into. Uh, and, and just start saying, God, I'm telling you what, I'm going to be sold out for you. I'm going to do something different. And see, here's the thing. Well, I can fire you up. I can get you all excited when you leave here going, yes, yes. It's just like saying, as soon as you leave the buffet, I'm going on a diet tomorrow. Yes, because you're full. You're satisfied. Can I say something? Here's something that God has just prompted me to say. Now listen, you need to grab it. You know the Bible says when they ate all of the, they fed 20,000 people with the five loaves and two fish. Can I get an amen? You know what I'm talking about. Okay, and then it said there was 12 baskets left over, right? If you read the Bible, there's only one gospel that says this. There's only one that says, and they were satisfied and Jesus had to tell them to go gather the fragments. Jesus had to say, go pick up the fragments. Because the Bible says they're satisfied. You know why? This is what happens. This is our culture. When we're satisfied, we're done. We don't need to think about anything else because we're satisfied. When we leave the table at Thanksgiving, let's unsnap our pants, sit down, and watch the ball game. Yes, I said unbutton your pants. You know, when you've eaten too much. You just feel like, and you go into that turkey coma. 
And we're not thinking about, we know we have plenty of leftovers. Once we're satisfied, we don't think about tomorrow. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Here's a nugget. God will take care of your tomorrows, but you got to have a vision. you got to have a dream. you got to have the ability and the want to to say, you know what, God, I'm going to put my hand to this. I'm going to gather my fragments. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. Exodus 1, 7, the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. Say this with me, I will be fruitful. I will be full of increase. I will multiply. If you want 2016 to be a banner year, give the Lord a shout real quick. I looked up what a banner year was. Look at this. It says more than expected, above your expectations, a good year, a very good year, financially, physically, emotionally, in every way. Then it says, etc. You know what etc. means? Etc. It means whatever. It means you can be that banner year if you start declaring and saying, God, as long as it lines up with this word, you can have it in Jesus' name. You can walk. Wouldn't it be something if your neighbors and your family said, what is going on with you? How in this depression or in this, how are you just exceedingly abundantly above all doing that? This is amazing. I think this kingdom. I'm going forward. I'm going to start setting out my goals. I'm going to be clear cut. I'm going to start putting out my dreams. I'm going to put it before me so that I can see it, that I can run with it, and I can say yes. And if I, if I go off and I get a snicker bar, okay, I'm all right. I'll live. I'll get back on. What's your goal? Now, you're saying, Brett, well, you're talking a lot about weight. Well, because I don't know what your goal is. I'm just telling you about me. So that's why. Say, you know, if your goal is 200 pounds... That's not my goal. Because my goal, I want a one in it. I don't care if it's 199.9999. I don't care. I want to be in Wonderland one day. I, want, I don't want that two there. I want, you know, because here's the thing. I can stand by Kim. I got a leg that weighs what Kim weighs. What's your blueprint say? See, that's mine. God, I got to do what you want me to do. I got to get there. I got I to gotta get there. How do I get there? How am I going to do that? That's my inner blueprint. And it's different for everyone. Your inner blueprint, I, I need this business. I need this whatever. And, and I'm believing God for ideas and concepts. You know, one idea or concept from God can change everything. Change everything. Turn to your neighbor and say he's talking to you. If you're praying to God and you're sowing and you're asking God, give me an idea, give me a concept, give me something that'll change my situation for the good so that I can support the kingdom. I can do things and people will just be amazed and I can point them to you. Tell me what that is. I'm telling you, if you sow it, you believe it, you release it, you better be listening. Gary's got all kinds of people and Kim and I are hearing about people that we've, we've shared this and they're, they're saying, this is what happened. So one lady, she prayed, and they were in another state, and they believed God, her and her husband, and he made good money, but they, this is what they were doing. They said, we saw we had a mortgage, and we had a car payment. We just, we just had debt, and we weren't happy with that. And we said, God, I want an idea. She was a stay-at-home mom, and she said, Lord, I'm going to sow a seed. I just want you to give me an idea or concept. I want to get out of it. I want to do something. I want to change this situation. I don't want to just year after year after year. We don't have this. We can't go on vacation. You need a vacation. I need a vacation. And we don't do it because we don't have the funds because our natural mind won't see that happening. But if God puts his super with your natural and he could give you something that would change everything, 
He spoke to this lady one word. This is a true story. He said, puppies. She said, puppies? Make a long story short, they bought these. They looked like, in the, in the picture, looked like Airedales or something. They bought, and she said, how many? And God said, two. How many kids do you have is what he told her. And she said, two. He said, two will do. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, you know, only Texas, two. But I don't know if they were two females. I'm thinking they were two females, but I'm not sure. Uh, and they had them studded out or whatever the case was. But these puppies, and, and again, I'm just going to shorten this story up. In the long, they just brought in so much finance. They started out with, and now I'm talking these dogs were, I'm sure, maybe a couple grand a dog when you bought a puppy. They had eight. Then, you know, then they had 16. Then they had, there was one time I think she said we had 64 puppies or something within that year. Times, now start thinking. Yeah. Now these people, they were completely out of debt. They paid their mortgage off. They tithe and give like never before. They travel around the world because of puppies. One idea, one concept. I'm going to show you how the kingdom works. I'm telling you, because Kim and I are excited because God is showing us. And we're going to show you, and I'm telling you, God, this is going to be your banner year. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five. <clears throat> if you've been like me, you spend a lot of time grazing. I need to quit doing that. You know what I'm saying? But there are places in town called Dairy Queen, DQ, or the Jersey. Yeah, I'm just saying. Manna from heaven somehow manifested in a cup. <laughs> With Reese's Pieces. <laughs> She's already got her angel over there with racy pieces. There you go. Somebody on this side, Oreo Blizzard. But I'm just telling you, and that stuff is just amazingly good. And there's nothing wrong with eating that, but how many knows you can't eat like a gallon every day all the time? Hey, 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 you can't do that. So moderation. But if we want a different life, we have to do something different. America will take notice. Your neighbors will take notice. When you begin to do different. Let me just tell you. I've been inspired by Heidi. Who's sitting right up here in the front seat. I, she didn't know this. I'm not going to embarrass. But she sat in my, in my uh, kitchen. Just a few weeks ago. And she had sat down. And she, she is very. Um, very goal oriented. Very meticulous. She, she's very organized. I mean like her middle name. Is probably Heidi organized. Or organization. Uh, you know that's, that's her. And so. She just told, you know, told my wife, you know, I don't know, it was 22 or 23 pounds that she was down, you know, and, and, you know, we're like, we would just celebrate. We're like, Heidi, that's awesome. That's great. You know, so, so Heidi Organization Jones is lost, you know, then she came like, it was like the next Sunday or something or a week and a half later, she's, she's sitting right where she's sitting now. And I heard her tell my wife, I'm down 38 pounds. You know what my ear did? Say what? (laughs) You were just down 22 or 23 pounds. How did you go from 22 or 23 to 38? She's got my attention. Because, you know, I'm over here. Hey, 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 I'm giving me some Dairy Queen today. You know, I'm like, I'm wanting to get back in shape. And I'm here in 23, 20. Well, that's one, two, three, four, five. You know, my mind starts, you know why? Listen to me. Listen to me. You cannot argue with fruit. You can say whatever you want, but she's done something to lose that weight. So she shared that with me. And I said, okay, that sounds pretty good. And it's pretty much what I was doing, but it tweaked it. And so I wasn't tweaking in the right, I was twonking. There's a word for you. Don't. (laughs) 
<laughs> Our Father, which art in no. <laughs> But I'm just saying, and I'm, listen, I'm only trying to tell you this. I am not bragging. I'm just saying I started Monday, and on Thursday, I was down six pounds. Just from twonking, or tweaking. <laughs> tweaking my twonk there. Anyway, I'll quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> But what I'm saying is what she did, something that she had, I could use. There was a fragment there that I could pull in and go, I'm not doing that. I haven't been doing that. That's something I haven't done. That makes sense. I remember doing that a long time ago. But she, listen, she brought that out to me and God said, there it is. Go get it, Brett. Are you seeing that? That's the same as a coin in a fish's mouth. But our mind is saying, mm-mm. Oh, those diets, mm -mm, I see them all the time. They just don't work. Mm -mm. You see, you got to have an open mind and say, God, what do you want me to find? What do you have for me? What are you depositing in my blueprint today? You want somebody to push you up, help you, make sure you're not the smartest one at the table. Make sure you're not the smartest one. When you look around all the people you hang out with, if everybody you hang out with is just, you know, like... Hey, you pass them Fritos over this way. I've double dipped, but I brush my teeth. It's okay. Stop the insanity. You can still be friends and all that, but you got to start hanging out with people that are going to cause you to grow. That's going to cause you to get higher than what you... If you are the smartest one at the table, you need to go to another table. But Brett, what if I, if I don't hang out with them as much? They're going to get their feelings hurt. How many remember this song? Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back, no. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back. What you say? <laughs> okay. They'll get over it. Because if they really are your friends... They're going to say, how did you do that? You know what? Here's what a friend does. I celebrate with her. I don't, not because, you know, she got it before. You know what? Glory to God because she got it. And God said, here's a fragment for you. Learn from that. Listen to me. We need each other. I want you to prosper in 2016. I want you to understand this. And here's our number six. Exodus 1, 9 and 10, he said, Look, the people of children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us dwell shrewdly. Has anybody ever dealt shrewdly with you? Has anybody ever been rude to you? Family, friends, or whatever. Maybe, I, I know it could be a waiter, waiter. It could be something like that. I'm just talking about people in your life that you function with all the time. Have they dealt you wrong or people that you work with? Maybe your boss. They dealt shrewdly with you. Here's number six. If you want to prosper in 2016, you have to let bitterness go. So our sixth point is don't hold grudges you cannot go forward if you're going to hold grudges it's going to kill your blueprint because bitterness is going to get in and it's poison it's going to make you upset and you're going to look at everything through a, a tainted view a lady looked out her window at her neighbors and and the lady would put the laundry out every day her clothes out every day and she'd say man that woman needs help why, how could you put out dirty clothes every day? I would be so embarrassed. I'd be so embarrassed. Something's wrong with her. She needs to know how to wash her clothes. Every day she'd hang out laundry and the lady would just, just ran on her, tell her husband, man, 
Man, somebody needs to help her. I can't stand looking over there at that dirty laundry. One Saturday, he got up and cleaned the window. And the lady got up and she said, look, she finds somebody must have told her. Her laundry's clean. And he said, it never was her laundry. It was what you were looking through. Listen to me. You got to start understanding. You won't be able to go forward if you're going to hold grudges. You're not going to be able to prosper in God if you're going to hold bitterness. Because if you let strife and bitterness and envy and every other wicked thing, you don't need that. People, well, Brad, it doesn't work for me. If God says we're supposed to, if it's his will to be healed, how come I'm not healed? I, you know what? That, I don't know. I don't know what you do 24-7. I don't know what you say 24-7. I don't know what comes out of your mouth. If out of your mouth is just coming poison, but you talk good when you're in church. Help me, somebody. Roaming charges do apply. I can't, you know what? All I know is the word is true. Period. I can't change it to make it work for me. It just works because it's the word. I want to sow love and not hate. Your friends can sow hate. If they want to sow hate, let them. But not you because you're headed for a banner year. You're going to let bitterness go. No matter what they've done, you're going to just give it to God. You can send them flowers. You can send them candy. I don't know if you will. They probably wouldn't eat the candy because they probably think you did something to it. But you just, just love them. You just love them for God. Doesn't mean you've got to go on vacation with them. You know, that's what we got here. Some of you only see people twice a year, Christmas and Easter or Thanksgiving and Christmas or whatever. And, man, that's enough. You've got family members, and you're like, woo-hoo. Okay. Suck it up, buttercup. You only got two days. You don't have to go and go on vacation or be in a v- VW bug with them for 75 hours. All you got to do is be God's love to them for just two or three hours. Be good. People who deal shrewdly with you cannot hold you back. Only you can hold you back. Take charge of your own life. It's not based on them. How many know it's based on him? First John 4, 4. You are God, little children. You have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The Bible says in Romans eight thirty five, What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, or nakedness, peril, or sword. By the way, Proverbs 16, 7. This, I love this. When a man's ways please the Lord... He makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. That's pretty huge. You know, they might not like you, but they can't deal with you. Some of them are just flat out jealous. They can't deal with you because your life is so good and God has lifted and taken care of you. They can't touch you now because you are walking in the Lord and it's, it's water off a duck's back. They can say whatever they want. It's not going to phase you because you're going to have a banner year. Now listen to me. They can steal your recipe, but they can't bake your cake. You just start to say, God, I'm just, I thank you, Lord. And you start thanking him for the good things he's done. You are the only one that can be the best you you can be. Exodus 1, 16 through 17, you can read it up there. I've got to close this thing out. The midwives, were tell, they were told to kill the male babies, and they just, they just didn't do it. Because that's the enemy. The enemy wants to abort everything in you. The good things that God has put in you, he wants to get them out. And he wants to kill them. He wants to get you to stop it. He wants you just to stop. I can't tell you any more than it is. I know it's 1148. I'm, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be done. But I'm just telling you, this is real stuff. You need to hear it. 
You need to understand what's real. I remember praying. We were sweeping out a sanctuary. And you might say, what, did you have a broom? Kind of, but a spiritual broom. We just felt that there was a bunch of stuff going on and there was a witch that was actively in that church before we got there and she was still trying to make herself known when we got there. So we were just going through that church and we were just just going through the church, just giving God the whole church. And that lady, she came in and she came, uh, she came up to Kim and said, you got to tell him to stop. Tell him to stop. And Kim said, man of God's right there. You want him to stop? You go tell him. She came over and stand in front of me and she's saying, stop it, stop it, stop it. And I just kept, I just kept praying. And I just walked her out the door. I didn't touch her, didn't have to. She just kept doing this. No, stop it. She walked out the door and while we were there in our tenure, she never stepped foot back in it again. Let me just tell you something. You are great in God. God has put greatness in you and he wants his greatness to come out so people will see his greatness in you. The enemy wants you to quit, to stop, to give up and go away. But I'm, I'm declaring to you this morning that you are pregnant with dreams and visions. And 2016 is going to be your year. Those are going to be birthed. Ideas, different things are going to happen. You're going to carry that baby full term and you're going, God's going to share something with you and you're going to act on it. And this year change is happening. Do you believe that? Give God a shout. If you don't like your life, you have to change it. If you don't like your job, you have to change it. If you don't like your boss, you can change your job and change it. If you don't like your kids, I can't help you. <laughs> first thing you got to do, you got to put God first. You got to put him first in everything that you do. Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. You got to get off the couch. You've got to get as many people as you can to church. You're not going to get a history lesson here. You're going to get a life lesson. You're going to get how you can take whatever you need to be applied for your day tomorrow. Monday's coming, my friends. A church alive is worth the drive. God has got so much invested in you. He is looking for you to make a difference. You're the change agent. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please?